Latina women on a mission to be your voice and make your voices be heard. I'm Melanie. I'm a single 30-something woman born and raised in Texas that is navigating life as a single gal and hopes to inspire and encourage women. I'm Liz, a mom and a wife with a lot of spunk. I speak the blunt, honest truth. Our lifestyle podcast touches on topics of love, friendship, marriage, motherhood, and so much more. And, and we, we are Modern, Modern Day Mujeres. Welcome back to Modern Day Mujeres. What the? <laughs> Is this we're just we're, we're going to keep going. We're just going to keep going because it's just us today. Is this okay. what we're doing? This is what we're doing. So unprofessional. <laughs> we never said we were professionals. <laughs> oh, my God. Amateur tattoo artist. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Liz. And this is Mel. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing to be back just us two. Yep. Catching up. Catching up. So, guys, <laughs> our first solo me and mel episode since new year's since new year's it's been it's been a month a whole ass month i, I feel like it's been like the longest fucking month literally dude it's been right? a good year january <laughs> it has like but i feel like it's been a lot of i don't know a lot of shit thrown at us not just us but like a lot of people that we know personally mm-hmm. that they've been tested dude, a lot i know it's crazy Seriously, January has felt like a whole last month. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, a year. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay. It's okay. She had a medicine ball. It's oh, fine. my God. Yeah. Hopefully, by the time this is posted, I'm well over it. I don't even know if I'm sick or it's allergies. I don't even know. But we're here to bring you guys our part two in our quote-unquote motherhood series mm-hmm. y'all have been making me dig deep into all these feelings of motherhood it's made me questioning if i want to be a mother shit <laughs> can i take it back now <laughs> can I no it back? but for real i think that it's amazing that women are able to talk about their feelings of what they wish motherhood what they had wished they'd known before motherhood yes and so we went on the social medias and asked you guys what is something that you wish you knew about motherhood before having kids? Mm-hmm. So we asked whether it's pre-pregnancy, post-pregnancy, or just motherhood in general. Um, our Modern Day Mujeres group page is amazing. Like, yeah, it's so I love that page. Oh my God, seriously, like I love it. I love the women in there. It's mm-hmm. just so refreshing. I don't even look at my regular Facebook shit. No, me either. Oh my God, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Seriously, our group page on Facebook, you guys, just go and join us. Um, it just it has opened a platform for our community to feel safe, mm-hmm. that you can ask any questions, say anything, vent, and you will be 110% supported by each and every of these yeah. women. I feel like it's getting, it's allowing us to get to know everybody more on a personal level. Like Instagram's great. Don't get me wrong. I love Mm -hmm. looking at everybody's Instagram and their stories and their photos, but it's just a different dynamic of being able to communicate with those women. 
Yeah, it's more on a personal level. Like, mm-hmm. we try to stay as personable on Instagram, but I feel like there's definitely more of a professional sense yeah. through Instagram. But Facebook, like, it gets, she gets yeah. real in there. That's where you get us. <laughs> <laughs> you get more of a no filter. Exactly. Through yeah. Facebook, I feel like um, it's a different group. But we had so much feedback on that question. And we're going to read some and just kind of like chit chat through those. um, So you guys get to listen to those. I'm going to read off some from Facebook. And yeah, let's get started. I'll read them off of Instagram because we asked them on there as well. So the first one was motherhood in general. How children get older, motherhood gets harder. Ooh, child. My reply was, hello, 911. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, honestly, last night I asked my mom. I was like, Mom, okay. My brother and I are older. I'm 32. My brother's 29. My brother's married. And he's got his own life going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I asked my mom last night. I was like, Mom, who do you worry about the most? Me or Tony? That's my brother's name. And she was like, you? How is that even a question? <laughs> I was like, but why? Uh-huh. She goes, because you're alone. Tony's married. He can take care of himself. Mm. But I'm like, but why do you worry about me? She's <laughs> like, I worry about Tony too, but it's just not as like... I know that he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I only worry about him when he's doing stupid shit. Like, you know, where he feels like, where he thinks that he's going to be a daredevil, but he really isn't because he's, you know. She's like, that's the only time I ever worry about him. But she's yeah. like, you, I worry about you when you go to the store, when you go to work. Like, wow. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. even being 32 years old, I think moms are just always going to worry. No yeah. matter what. Oh, for sure. Like, as a mother there's no off switch yeah like there's literally no time in being a mother that you get to turn it off and you're not a mom Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i i've said this before i literally don't sleep i sleep worried yeah (laughs) you know especially when my kids are sick i can hear audrey coughing in her room and i will get up Mm -hmm. to go get her medicine i hear ezra coughing or like you know crying in his sleep i with the snap i'm up checking what's wrong like why is he crying and anything i think that's the sense of motherhood you just and i think it until your last breath you're gonna yeah i think you're always gonna worry i think i mean my mom is like that she's like that's why i tell you to call me when you get home because Mm -hmm. i want to make sure you got home okay and i'm just like i live five minutes away (laughs) yeah and see when they're little you worry about them because they're little yes like they're newborns they can't tell you what they want Mm -hmm. they can't tell you what hurts they get older, they're a hot ass You're, you're going to worry regardless, <laughs> especially as, I think, especially when they're a teenager. I didn't, I didn't think about that because I'm not, I don't want to. <laughs> you're not mentally prepared yet. I am yet. not mentally prepared. <laughs> so this year, all of our three oldest hit the double digits. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll have a teenager. Alex is our oldest. He's going to be 13. Audrey will turn 11 on February 26th. And then Jaden in October turns mm-hmm. 10. So what the fuck? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> I'll just say this. I think parenting is just hard in general. I don't think there's a one way to do it. Mm-mm. You know, motherhood or parenting, parenthood. I don't think there's one way to do it where you're going to be perfect. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, but... You know, our parents did the best that they could Mm -hmm. with what they knew. So I don't think there's a certain way. And I think that goes with like the anxiety that it may bring upon Mm -hmm. some mothers that they want to make sure that they're doing the right thing. Like, don't worry, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're doing the right thing for your child. Yeah. And that's what they're that's why they're your kids. Yes, they're yours. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, like you make it what it is Mm -hmm. for your family. Everyone's so different. I'll read the next one that was on Instagram. And she said, I wish I had known about stretch marks in the right way of taking care of them 
I was 17 and literally didn't know a thing when they started to appear. Also, when nursing, nipples hurt and a warm towel did the trick for me and I didn't know that until the second baby. Girl, that is so true. Every single thing about that is so true because me as a teen mom, I felt like I was quote unquote prepared because I read books. I, Mm. you know, I was also in school and I was taking parenting classes and I would look up labor stuff. I would, you know, look up, this is books. This was not me YouTubing Mm -hmm. shit when I was 17. Um, So I remember reading all these books that I got and like reading just Mm -hmm. constantly. No fucking book, I'm gonna say it right now, will prepare you for actual parenthood. Yeah. I don't care how many you read. You can read all of them. You can, you know, do it all, but nothing will prepare you for motherhood, parenthood, and the way that actually digging into it and having a Having experience it. (laughs) Yeah, having experience it yourself. Uh It's like reading some of these things. It's like, yes, that's great. And it's scary to me because I'm not a mother. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I will know the magnitude of those things until Mm -hmm. I experience that myself. Yeah, I can tell you. And so I can go back and be like, why didn't y'all tell me? And they'll be like, bitch, I did tell you you but it's like you won't know the magnitude of Mm -hmm. it until you experience it yourself yeah because there's no way to really prepare yourself for for those Mm -mm. things seriously there is no way to do so books didn't prepare me for how she said stretch marks Mm -hmm. i mean they talk about them but they don't tell you how that mentally changes you yeah your how you feel about yourself how you see yourself in a mirror the mental like fuckness in your head that goes through everything breastfeeding was another one on here no one no book really tells you in depth the feeling of breastfeeding it's a beautiful feeling like I didn't get to experience it as much as I wanted with my daughter Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the resources I didn't have the help all I had was a lactation nurse come into my room and literally try to just shove my boob in my kid's mouth and she just wouldn't take to it Mm -hmm. and she was like you just got to keep doing it you just got to keep doing it well what do I do yeah and she's like you just got to keep putting her back on I wasn't helped on the different nursing techniques I wasn't taught on you could use like a pillow like nothing it was just like sticker on there and supposedly the baby's gonna know how it works no I was literally like you know having cracking bleeding nipples because (laughs) she wasn't like lactating properly like they were literally cracked and peeled and like bleeding because I didn't know how to latch her on right Mm. so for me okay formula is the next best thing you know at this point it was like all right my baby's getting fed that's fine with me yeah the second time around I asked more questions I had literally more of like this is what I did wrong with my first kid yeah (laughs) let me fix it this time Mm -hmm. around And I did lactation classes. I asked questions while I was in the hospital. You know, I did more of that with my second kid. And it felt kind of like shitty. Really? In a way, yeah. The mom guilt said that I couldn't do the same thing that I wanted to the first time around. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting to it my second kid around. That mom guilt is real. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah, like I remember being so proud of finally being able to breastfeed. Like I cried because I was able Mm -hmm. to breastfeed him. And then I cried because he didn't want it anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I think like the guilt of you not being able to breastfeed your first child, it's like, but you see her now. Look Mm -hmm. at her. Like, she's fine, you know? (laughs) Oh, I know. And and it's like day in and day out. Like Mm -hmm. you'll see certain things like, 
I wish I had that the first time around, you know, yeah. like, but at the same time, like, your kid's healthy, your kid's fed yeah. and loved, like, that's really all that matters, and then you just gotta, like, finally, like, talk yourself out of that mm-hmm. guilt. I do it every single day. Yeah. I leave my kids with their dad, and I'm still like, fuck, but I could be there with them, <laughs> you know, like, I could, yeah. you know, I could yeah. be doing this You don't want to miss those moments with them, yeah. Even if it's just like, okay, I need to get away from all of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just... It's always going to be there. Another one was, I wish I knew more about postpartum. Oh, yeah. That hits hard. Yeah. Because I, I wish. I think that affects a lot of women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we talked on our mental health episode, I touched base on postpartum. And it was literally kind of out of left field. Mm-hmm. Having these feelings that you shouldn't feel, you know? You go through nine months of carrying a baby. In my case, like seven and a half with yeah. Audrey. You want to be happy in those moments. You finally get to hold this baby. You finally get to be a mom, Mm -hmm. you know, be called a mom. And to have that feeling of I'm not good enough, like this baby shouldn't be in my arms. Really? I'm terrible. Like she would be happier without me. Like it's gut-wrenching that like no mom should have to feel that way. But then also realizing, okay, there's something really wrong for me to feel this way. Mm -hmm. That was the moment that I was like, okay, I shouldn't have to feel that my daughter would be happy without me. You know, you know, I think, okay, so you're saying that and I I understand like Mm -hmm. how you're feeling. I mean, maybe not to that extent because I don't have a child, of course. But, I mean, but depression I feel, is depression. Right. But I feel like you saying those words like you don't deserve or she doesn't deserve you as a mother mm-hmm. is you like you love that child enough to say that, mm-hmm. you know, like you still are worthy of being that mother for them. It's like you love that child so much yeah. that you're thinking like they don't deserve like I don't deserve them. Yeah. Yeah. And when and I that's had- real fucking love, like. Yeah, like who couldn't back away from their kid and yeah. be like, okay, you don't deserve this. Like, I you feel don't like deserve that's so me. much love that you have for that kid where you're just like, I'm not worthy enough for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then those turn into like, I'm just sitting there crying for no reason. Yeah, I can't control these emotions. And, uh, you know, when it came to the point of, of having that feeling that she doesn't deserve me as a mother, I'm like, okay, there's something wrong. And is that like a detachment from them? Like, Almost, where you feel like, like you can't share a bond almost yeah Yeah. like you you can't create that because you're out of whack Mm -hmm. like your feelings are all out of whack your mind's all out of whack your hormones yeah yeah that is the thing with postpartum depression is literally your body is coming off of these hormones that you've had really really Mm -hmm. high levels of thc thc oh my god (laughs) jesus bitch about to get high hcg (laughs) what did i have in my mind over here (laughs) I need a minute. I'm trying to get high. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, guys. I need a good hit or something because <laughs> I can't right now. Oh, my God. HCG. Oh, my God. What's on my mind, Mel? Um, so, yeah. So, when you have really high levels of HCG on and your body for over nine months you can imagine it's almost like withdrawal yeah i guess that's what i, I yeah that I had makes to, sense <laughs> it's your body hitting withdrawal of these hormones that you had and then so it's like you just go hit a wall mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your body's like what the hell like yeah. your body doesn't know it just pushed out a baby yeah. it's just 
the hormones leaving your body so you hit that moment and you're like it just depends i mean obviously not all women get postpartum depression Mm -hmm. but to be in the knowledge of this could happen yeah can set you up for almost like preventing it i feel like because with ezra i did everything possible Mm -hmm. to avoid postpartum and i think it's having the support group too and letting people know like if i get to this place i need you to support me and i need your help and that was my husband yeah that's why with mm-hmm. Ezra, I was like, all right, this happened with Audrey. I do not want it to happen with yeah. Ezra. This is what I lacked with Audrey after, you know, postpartum. Don't let me get to a place that is almost dark. Yeah. You know, and it took my husband being supportive and being like, hey, do you need a moment? Go shower, go to the store. I'll watch him. Like, you know, I think like once I hit my first um what is it like the quarantena which is like your six week yeah. period like we went out on a date mm. we went out we went to deep Ellum, um we had drinks um and it felt amazing yeah i didn't have that with audrey and so like as time because progressed you were busy i'm like being mom 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 and like i was yeah. full mom mode as a teenager i didn't want to set myself up for failure mm-hmm. but i didn't know that's that pressure that you had on yourself yeah. exactly i yeah. wanted to be super mom and forgot about myself and that's where mm-hmm. things took a turn. Mm-hmm. I wasn't accepting help. I wasn't accepting um, breaks. <laughs> you know, like the only yeah. times I had any breaks was while she was sleeping. And still, I'm like, forget over her like a hawk. Like, mm-hmm. is she breathing? Is it time for her feeding again? Like, yeah. So I have a couple of them. Um, one says that it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, motherhood is hard. Hard in general. <laughs> yeah, I think parenthood is hard. I mean, it's just hard. Um, and then someone said, I wish someone told me about how alone I was going to feel. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not alone. I think especially when you don't have that support system or yeah. you don't have your girlfriends there or anything like that. And you're at home with this baby taking care of them 24-7. Mm-hmm. I can see how it could be lonely. It's not the same thing as feeling like you have it all and then not having anything mm-hmm. at the same time too yeah because being a young mom you don't want to set yourself up or set your baby up for any type of failure yeah and so yeah you pour into that kid all your love and everything if anything you're trying to make up for everything and anything at mm-hmm. that time especially if you don't know that like let's say you lacked you know side of parenting mm-hmm. or you lacked a mother or a father yeah like then you're trying to give that baby everything you didn't have yeah you know and so unconditional is is what a mother is all about so that's the thing you will put everything and anything first ahead of your kid then mm-hmm. you come not even i wouldn't even say you come second third or yeah anything like that so that's very true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you have i'm curious if people think or what kind of discussions they have on child care before kids or during the pregnancy and after is that something that's talked about or is it just me that is terrified of having children because child care is so damn expensive that was my comment yeah. <laughs> I'll go into this. So I used to work at a daycare um, back when I was 18. And I worked with three and four year olds and then infants, um, like six weeks old to a year old. And so we were taking care of one of our cousins and she was an infant at that time as well. Mm -hmm. And so my mom had taken time off of work, but she needed to go back to work. And so since I was working there, my mom was like, how much is it going to cost? Mm-hmm. It was a, like $900 to $1,000 a month. What time was this? Like around what year? Uh, 2005. 
2000 yeah 2005 so uh, my mom was like "Mm, that's not gonna work like that's not gonna happen so we had to like really schedule our time of like I work I stayed home with the baby during the day my mom and then I worked at night Mm -hmm. or in the afternoon when my mom was able to come home but Mm -hmm. yeah it was really freaking expensive and I was like how do people do this you know I know when I was a kid I don't think my parents paid nearly as much as that when my brother and I were kids and we went to daycare yeah you know until I was almost 12 years old Mm-hmm. so yeah that's all I knew so I was like how did you guys do it with two kids and like it's this much money for a baby mm-hmm. like I it, and that was when I was like I can't have a kid I don't I can't afford it yeah <laughs> so Seriously? I'm like how do these people have these <clears throat> discussions or like when they're pregnant or before they decide to have children like okay are we gonna take them to daycare mm-hmm. are we is somebody gonna stay home with the baby or like what's that discussion like I think that mm-hmm. was my concern or yeah. like my question I mean for me with Audrey it was easier because I was in school so I qualified for I think it was called CCDS or something like that mm-hmm. Um, and it was like child care. It was like a, a basically like a program mm-hmm. that you got in. So they helped me pay for child care. Mm-hmm. And I only paid like a hundred bucks a week. Yeah. Which shit, that is super cheap. Mm-hmm. So I started putting her in there since she was six weeks. Okay. I wanted to go back to school. I wanted, you know, to continue my education. So she was in there. I then fell in, I got felt. Well, I got put into this mom guilt Mm. of why are you putting your education before your child? Mm. And so then I stopped and got her out. And then when I don't know where at this point I put her back in daycare when she was like six months. Mm -hmm. I think around this time I wanted to go back to school. So the option was there of putting her back in there. And then that I I got out again. And I was still on that program because it was like for a couple years that you could apply for it. Yeah. So it was it was available for me if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So after I split with her dad and I had to go back to work, I had her in. Actually, at this point, I was lucky enough to have my mom. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I was lucky enough to have my mom that could watch her on her days off. And at that time, my dad's mom, my grandma was able to watch her. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did up yeah. to her being three so for about two years, mm-hmm. my grandma watched her. When I put her in daycare, holy shit, y'all. Like, at this point, I was working, I was, like, between jobs. So I was still waitressing, I was still bartending, and I started my job leasing apartments. Mm-hmm. So I remember paying weekly. This was weekly. For her, was one ninety five weekly. So do the math for one whole month like that's like 800 900 dollars yeah that's about rent right there and then aside from that like diapers and no when she was so crazy yeah when she was in daycare and not she didn't have diapers anymore but still like food transportation gas and aside from everything else you know like expenses that alone like fuck so when i had ezra and i talked to my husband about putting him in daycare the prices had gone up Mm-hmm. way up mm-hmm. so recently started looking again at daycares for a two-year-old that is not yet potty trained mm-hmm. is well over 215 dollars a week <laughs> and this Y'all, is let's just say i'm not day. having kids <laughs> <laughs> it is so expensive fuck 
I so, just and I understand why why some women stay at home to take care of their kids because childcare is so expensive. Yeah, I just it's ridiculous <clears throat> how expensive it is. I just I don't understand. So when people talk shit on stay at home moms because they're lazy, they don't want to work. Think about childcare. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a reason why they're stay at home moms. Yeah, besides. That, like, I want to see my baby grow up. Like, Mm -hmm. that was a personal choice. Yeah. Now, if I had no other option to go back to work, then okay, like, fuck. Like, here we are, you know? But having that option and that choice that my husband was able to still, you know, take care of us Mm -hmm. and I can be a stay-at-home mom, fuck yeah. If I didn't get to do it as much with my daughter, let me take advantage of it Yeah. Because, Yeah. Yeah. I think just some people choose the childcare because they may not have any other option to, mm-hmm. you know, like their job is demanding and that job is demanding where it pays more to where they're able to take their child to daycare or to and those have are childcare. awesome jobs. And that's great. But I'm thinking like if I got pregnant today, I'd be like scrambling around. I think I would be scrambling around first. How I'm going to where am I going to leave this kid? So I got to go to work. Yeah. Because it's not an option for you to not work. Exactly. So it's like that is my main like question that Mm -hmm. I'm curious about. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think it just comes. I think it just comes naturally for some of us or to some people that you're going to take care of it either way. Mm -hmm. You're going to you're going to find a way anyway. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's just me because I have anxiety. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And and luckily, there are people that have family members that can watch them. Mm -hmm. And you're so blessed. Yeah. I either don't trust half of the people or you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to wait until he's potty training. He can go to Head Start and go to school. And, you know, girl, there's cameras in these daycares. There's a camera at my dog's daycare (laughs) that I watch all day. So I can't even imagine myself as a regular mom, well, yeah. like, watching them on the camera all day. Oh, It'd be like, sure. oh, did you pick him up? Like, he has a poopy diaper. Like, <laughs> Yeah, on the camera. <laughs> Call Susan right now. Yeah. I am watching on the Why camera. Why is that child biting my child? <laughs> I'll be that freaking helicopter mom. Oh, I'd be yeah. so bad. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so this one says, I wish I knew about mom guilt. Also, truly understand that they do grow so fast. Mom guilt is forever. Yeah. I've finally gotten in a place where, I don't know, maybe really confident in what we have as parents, mm-hmm. me and my husband, to the point that I don't let mom guilt anymore yeah. sink in as much as I used to. It's still there. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go away. There's always a part of me that is like, am I doing enough? Am I not being great enough? Am I messing these kids up? Am I, you know, there for them? Have I missed something? You know, it's just always. Do you feel like social media has something to do with that a little bit? Like seeing other moms do other things with their kids? No. No? Mm -mm. I don't. Honestly, I have, again, I've gotten, maybe when I was younger, yeah, I felt some type of way about that. Mm-hmm. But this point in my life that my kids are getting older and I am so confident in what we have as parenting, mm-hmm. I don't let social media be the dictating of my parenting. Yeah, yeah That's maybe good. I wish I had a little bit more of a softer tone. Maybe I wish I could be this way. But at the same time, what is working for me and my kids yep. 
is not going to work for anybody else. Yep. And that's the thing that we as moms have to stand our ground and being like, I am giving these kids because they're for me. Yes. And I am for them. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have these kids if for any reason they weren't what you have asked for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you know your kid inside and out. Like, I know one cry and okay, my kid's faking it. I know another <laughs> cry and be like, oh, he probably did hurt himself. Like, yeah. let me check on him. You know, like even simple things as cries. I know what's going on. I can spot Audrey and I know she's coming with me, like coming at me with a lie. Mm -hmm. Like I can just see how I'm like, you're lying to me. Yeah. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, I just know. So my girl, I gave birth to you. (laughs) Exactly. Like that mom sense, like that tingly mom sense, like it's almost like Spider-Man type of shit. Like I feel it in my bones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I feel That's it on my so bones funny. like it's it's ridiculous like I that. think mom guilt I mean I, I don't I don't think you're alone in that in feeling the mom guilt I think yeah. a lot of I mean Every mother's going to feel guilty either way. And that's It's like if they thing. leave their kid with the babysitter to go to Target. It's like yeah. you're going to feel some sort of mom guilt, right? Oh, for sure. Or if you go to the, if you go to the mall and you buy yourself an outfit and you didn't mm-hmm. buy one for your kid. Oh. Like, of course the mom guilt's going to feel like you're going to feel it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not alone in that. And I hate that social media has portrayed this sense of a perfect mom, like mom mm-hmm. in one way or another. They're just pictures and filters. <laughs> true i'm just being honest like it really is just pictures and filters and sometimes behind the really happy faces you see on my kids is i'm threatening to take away the internet (laughs) their phones their um games Mm -hmm. yeah i'm that mom like sit your ass down and smile yeah like that's me I think there's going to be there's going to be times where you're just like I don't like you today because you're being bad mm-hmm. but I love you anyway and I'm yeah. going <laughs> to discipline oh. you because I love you so much. You know how many times you know? I go to bed after my toddler giving zero fucks all day <laughs> and I still kiss him and I say I love you, good night and then tomorrow I'm like you better behave yourself tomorrow. Right? <laughs> And then be like, okay. And then sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to be a better mom tomorrow. I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to talk like this. And like two hours into wake up, I feel like the fucking T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Like, shut up. It happens. I think we do that to ourselves all the time. I mean, I do just it too. In general, and I don't yeah. even have kids. I'm just like, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a great day. It's going to be nice. And then I read an email and I'm like, this motherfucker. Like, if they email me one more goddamn time, I swear. Right? So it's Same just like, practices. it's just, yeah. Just different. You're going to be who you are no you're matter just, what. You just got different things to wrangle day in and day out. But seriously, it's just it just is what it is. And she said about um, understand that they do grow so fast. They really do. You do you feel like they grow fast? They really do. I, I think back on it. When I met the boys, Jaden was three. Alex was just had turned six. Mm-hmm. Now, six years later, I have a almost teenager and Jaden's almost 10. I still see them like those babies. That's what I was just going to ask. I still see them like because, that. Because like, you see... Um, you see Audrey and Ezra, and it's like you see them still as like toddlers, like babies, because mm-hmm. that's how that's how I I'm see. Like, it wasn't that long ago Ezra was just born. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it, <laughs> and I'll just say this because I'm a dog mom, but like my dogs are ten years old. Yeah, and I still treat them like little like puppies. Babies. I'm like, come here, baby. Like just it's so fucking <laughs> annoying, but that's how uh-huh. I treat them. And my dad was telling me yesterday too. He was like, "You're my baby." Like. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old you are. You're always going to be my baby. I always see those little kids. I always see Audrey as this little girl who just loves mm-hmm. dolls and toys. And, you know, she's all about this. That's why on the group, I asked, like, what do you do with an 11-year-old? <laughs> like, I think I know my kid. But then at the same time, 
yeah. I'm out of the loop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they do grow up so fast. Yeah. And I think they'll always be your babies. Oh, for sure. I think All it's it's harder to let that go of, okay, they're growing up. They're getting bigger. Like they I smell. Can't, <laughs> I can't continue <laughs> treating them like a little baby, even though I want to, because yeah. I think that will be me. I'm just such a... Oh, yeah. I'm such a cancer. Like, it's going to fucking happen. <laughs> All emotional like, <laughs> every single day. <laughs> gonna happen i know i know what you mean but yeah they do grow up so fast um there was one on facebook it said how marriage or things with your partner change so much and become difficult a baby will seriously make your relationship stronger or break it because having a baby is not flowers and butterflies not even for the most stable relationships there are even if the dad is 100 percent hands-on there will always be something to fight about because one you will be tired sleep deprived two you will always have two different types of parenting holy shit that's a good one that's, that's a great one all I mean, I think that kind of explains itself because, mm-hmm. yeah, you're two different people. Mm-hmm. Two different people raised differently mm-hmm. that may not have the same thoughts and experiences when it comes to raising a child. And how and you were it, raised. And it could be really difficult to really, like, I guess, compromise on how you're going to raise y'all's child together. Yeah. I mean, because one, one, you have one mama bear that knows it all. Mm-hmm. And then you got the papa bear that's mm-hmm. like, well, this is how my mom did it. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can see how it can be trying on a relationship. Like, Oh, for sure. On so many aspects. And and this is one thing is that sometimes when things don't work out, mm-hmm. and that, that is the side of, of it, is because either one grew up and the other one didn't. Yeah. You know, that happened, you know, to me and, you know, my daughter's dad. We just grew apart. Yeah. You grow apart from people, from relationships, and that's normal. But what you make of it at the end of it is also part of being a parent. Mm-hmm. Do you learn from it and become better co-parents? You should. Do they all work out that way? No. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as a parent in general, you have to always put your kid first. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main aspect of it all. Is And it's harder when the other person is not on that same page of mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do things my way. And yeah. that's it. And it, they're not thinking about the child in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it comes back and bites you in the ass. <laughs> to be honest. Like me and my husband, like we're two different people. And we different. We parent very differently. Really? But there are compromises in certain things that I will not compromise myself as a mother. Mm-hmm. Just to make you feel comfortable as a father. Yeah. Um. It's It's so different, especially in a blended family. Yeah, I can't I even. I think it's be- a lot of compromise That's a and whole- communication of yeah. like, okay, this is what, what what you know, this is how what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Tell me how what you believe in, and we compromise together. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't have that relationship, you have that's to gonna communicate. Be a, yeah, that's gonna be a hundred times harder to oh. figure that out. And yeah. Because you're not supposed to be at war with each other. Yeah, this when is y'all's kid together. Yeah. <laughs> so can you imagine having, yeah. you know? being blended and having your kids and then your kid and then our kid yeah i don't treat them any differently yeah do i discipline them differently yeah Mm -hmm. there's just some places where i don't feel i can step boundaries and that's just for me yeah i've set them on my own unless it it calls for a different set of like eyes in a certain situation then that's when my husband comes to me and is like well what would you do Mm. and i'm like well 
this is what I would do, but you do with it however yeah, you want and how, that way. you know, with yeah. their mom, how y'all want to do mm-hmm. that. Because at the end of the day, don't come over and say, listen, <laughs> no. <laughs> I say, don't you- put my name in this. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) And the same way, vice versa. Oh, my God, y'all. Audrey gets away with so much. Mm -hmm. And this is the part where me and him sometimes go at it. Yeah. Because she is our only daughter. So it makes it a lot more difficult. And she's conniving that way. (laughs) Yeah. She found her place. Oh, (laughs) right under Josh's wing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's the thing that he's like, I don't have a daughter. She is my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so don't talk to her that way. I'm like, skirt, what? And, you know, we've had we have had conversations here and there. But he still has learned to also not undermine my authority. Yeah. But challenge it with respect mm-hmm. is what I say for both ends, yeah. you know. And it's just like it's it is a lot of communicate a lot of communication and compromise there because yeah other than that yeah like she said it's just gonna make or break it yeah honestly and with Ezra yeah with Ezra I feel like we're on the same page little by little like we're getting there so hopefully by the time he gets older we don't maybe when he gets a little bit older you know he's definitely the baby it's a little easier you can definitely tell he's the baby of the family yeah yeah I could have told you that But he's so cute. Oh, my God. He looks like just his damn daddy. Uh, So this next one says brain development at a young age. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think not just in a kid, in a parent, too. Your brain development. I would be so lost. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, do they just learn on their own or you got to teach them? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's. Yeah. I never thought about that. And that's the thing. Every kid's so different. You mm-hmm. cannot compare them to the next kid or yeah. the before kid or someone else's kid. Mm-hmm. That alone is a mindfuck. Oh, you have experience with that, you know? Yeah. Like with Ezra's speech development, yeah. you know, it's like it's really hard to determine what are the words that he's supposed to say. Uh-huh. Why isn't he saying these things? Yeah. So, yeah, you really have to, I guess, take a look into that. Or, you know, did you not know that that was going to be something to... That you had to, like, prepared yourself for? I think it's really hard to say because then it sets in, like, I didn't do enough. Where did I fall short? You know, that sets in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, like, Ezra's speech development that, you know, we're still going day in, day out. And, you know, he's learning so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I couldn't say, like, oh, well, Audrey was doing this at this age. Audrey's a whole different kid. Yeah, you can't compare them to... No. Yeah. The only thing that worked the best was keeping up with milestones, mm-hmm. looking into milestones. Um, and that's why. With Ezra, I had this app tracker for his age and certain milestones he was supposed to be mm. accomplishing. So the app would send me an email. At six months, Ezra should be sitting up. He should be able to grab a spoon, grab a toy you know uh, so it would tell you different milestones so at the point that we were going to the doctors it's like okay I had notes I mean for oh that's so good for Audrey I didn't yeah Audrey I didn't it was just kind of like okay you're doing good she's uh, ahead Mm -hmm. of the game or she's here she's this percentile so with Ezra I was like okay like, I need a little bit more. So, like I said, with Audrey, I need a little bit more, I guess, have a little bit more of questioning than I did, you know, with her. So, with Ezra, with his milestones that I saw he had accomplished, I had a notebook for him. Mm-hmm. 
okay, like if the doctor asks, is he doing this? Is he doing that? I had like literally wrote down like he's doing this, he's doing that. So when I went into his 18 month checkup and he wasn't saying X amount of words, he, you know, had certain um, he did certain actions that just didn't seem normal they were really repetitive it seemed pretty like obsessive almost like mm-hmm. certain things with his fingers you know certain things with what like how he would do with loud noises or when we would be out in the store like his behavior mm. so the app was like you know check on behaviors so it was like certain things on that aspect mm-hmm. so with him with ezra i had questions already set for the doctor because i'm like okay are, should we worry about certain things that he's doing so I was really proactive with Ezra, but because I think I had more of a sense, I guess, as a mother mm-hmm. almost. With Audrey, I really didn't have that much to worry about, it felt like. Yeah. So I didn't have as much questions. Mm-hmm. With Ezra, I did just because at that point it was like, okay, I should really take into consideration, like, you know, brain development, mm-hmm. certain milestones, because, you know, you start hearing more of like, autism and you start hearing more of you know uh delays in you know just socially and Mm -hmm. so many things like that so i wanted to know if the type of person i am is like i want to know before i know you know yeah and so it, it took a lot of that it took a lot of research you know and so when they came up saying his speech delay was something that was behind like three months Mm -hmm. it really wasn't a big deal but we wanted to get ahead of it so speech which was sst which was special skills training would help him advance a little bit into what he should be Mm -hmm. then i was like well why not if it's just a little help and it can also help us with communicating with him then let's do it but yeah you really don't know it until you're at that point Mm -hmm. and if you're also like trying to learn you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think I, it's just talking to your pediatrician and asking them questions oh, yeah. of like, what should he be doing or mm-hmm. what should they be doing at this age? Just so you have a note of, okay, I can keep track of the things that he's doing. Yeah. And if he's not, then you go back to your pediatrician and you're like, okay, he's not doing these things. Mm-hmm. Can we check on them? Like, yeah. is he just a little behind or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Because I, don't, I mean, I didn't think of that either. I wouldn't yeah. think of that either because, I mean, I'm like, okay, you have a baby, but... <laughs> Yeah. He's supposed to be doing these on his own, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I supposed to do something? Yeah. Right? And I think a lot of like brain development in the sense of you teach them certain things like holding a spoon mm-hmm. or you, you read know, a teaching, book. Right. Reading a book, um, teaching them the colors. I think those are part of their brain development too. Mm-hmm. And just doing certain things like they see you cleaning and so they know what this, the broom looks like mm-hmm. and the vacuum. So I don't know just things to think about yeah i mean it's you can't expect to do all these things at once and just mm-hmm. hope your kid learns them it's a day-to-day thing yeah um that if you, you just talk to. to them and yeah you oh, know well, i think they'll learn on their own but yeah. yeah no i think i think being proactive to it is is it's kind I of the best important. thing yeah yeah like and I think, you know, it. probably being a young mother, you probably weren't given those tools that Mm-mm. you, you know, to use. Of- I couldn't, I really honestly can say I couldn't go to my mom and expect her to explain these things mm-hmm. to me. And it's the honest culture that we're in. Yeah. As a parent, well, you had them, you should know what to do with them almost, you know? I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. I'll never ask you for help again. <laughs> yeah. And that's how, that's how I learned. Yeah. I learned by, by not asking because it wasn't easy for me to attain that help that was necessary Mm -hmm. and 
that's why like I guess with Ezra I'm like that's why I'm saying it felt shitty to feel like I had a second shot at being a mother yeah. even though I'm a mother like mm-hmm. it, it's like all right like let me get to the point where I've already learned through these mistakes yeah and just hope like I'll do better yeah that's all you can do it's every day yeah <laughs> Um, there was another one that says how to emotionally and mentally get support and connect with other mamas going through the same struggles. I also hate that maternity leave is only 12 weeks, but that's a different subject. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I could, I could see how, you know, being a mom is isolating, you know, you're with the mm-hmm. baby all day and you feel like you don't have support. I think there are really great support groups out there. I think it's just, you have to find them. And you have to be open to them too. Right. Don't put yourself in a position, well, I'm not like that mom, so we can't be friends. And I think it's hard too, especially when you have friends who are not moms maybe, mm. or they're mothers, but they're not your type of mother. Mom. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, they're not mm-hmm. your type of mom. So it's really important to find those groups that, are like you mm-hmm. you know or also believe. be open-minded about it it's, like yeah, it's my very, parenting it's, isn't gonna be the same parenting mm-hmm. as the next woman next to me yeah but i respect you as a mother and what you do for mm-hmm. your kid that's the thing that motherhood and generally should be is a sense of solidarity yep. with each other that no matter what you're going through how you're going through it at the end of the day we're all just trying to raise yes. these little tiny humans into normal people in society whether your choices or your views are the same or not we should just extend that like sense of like i am with you as a mom Mm -hmm. 100 no matter what you're going through or how you're doing it yeah that's the thing i think it's also scary too when you're around other moms who may not mother like you you mm-hmm. know, it's it's scary. But then again, it's not you if they're judging you. It's on them. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with how you mother your child. Mm-mm. You mother them, you mother your child the way you need to. Mm-hmm. Because that's your baby. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So no one I can, can tell see you how, otherwise. Yeah. I can see how it can be very isolating when you don't have that support. Or... And that's the thing that we do as women, not just as mothers. Oh, yeah. Of course. If we, if we change the narrative of how we treat each other as women and as mothers Mm -hmm. the narrative and all of it in general would be so much more welcoming less isolating Mm -hmm. and less lonely yeah to welcome every type of woman every Mm -hmm. type of mother whether you gave birth you did ivf you did a surrogate whatever way you adopted your same-sex couple whatever it may be at the end of the day we're in the same journey the same way yeah i think it's hard sometimes for some people who already have their guard up that they're already in defense mode Mm. of everybody is like this and is against me. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep my guard up to in case they come at me a certain Mm. way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes it can be like that when you are in new groups and they are not like you Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's a practice I think people need to learn. Yeah. You know, that even though you may think that they're against you, they're probably not. They're They're probably on your side. Yeah. So it's about being open minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's really, really true. Um, but the other one was about maternity leave only twelve weeks. Some people only get six weeks. I know my job only gives six weeks. And some of it's not even paid maternity. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I was still working and I was and I was pregnant with Ezra, I looked into what my maternity leave would mm-hmm. be and we didn't even get maternity leave. I would have to apply for um, FMLA. FMLA. And then just hope that 
if FMLA doesn't cover X amount of time, then I would have saved up PTO to mm-hmm. put up. And then, because I think FMLA is an even paid um, my, or like I, a certain I've had amount, FMLA and they do pay, but it's not as much as your regular yeah, pay. Yeah, it's, it's like a maybe certain 60% of what you get paid, 60, mm-hmm. 70%. But yeah, it sucks, mm-hmm. you know, because other countries do have paid maternity leave yeah. for longer periods of time. And I think recently I heard that there's also countries trying to put in uh, paternity leave mm-hmm. for fathers too. Yeah. I know there's companies that do still, they do have paternity leave. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. But it would be nicer if (laughs) it was a longer time frame and you were still getting paid for it. Like, why should you get punished for having a child? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a punishment. Almost, yeah. Like, well, you chose to have this kid. Yeah. It's it's stupid. Be taken out of our community or our company. Never mind. I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Was there another one on the Instagram one? Um, Yes. She said, wish I knew about postpartum depression and did know about it until I had it. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. I wish I knew how strong I had to be as a mom. I never knew I could have so much strength, but also wish I knew the love you can have for your children. I would have had more and sooner in life. Aww. Oh, yeah, for sure. I And I commented on there. I said, seriously, I would give my life in a heartbeat for yeah. my kids. Yeah, that no was a, that was like part of the conversation I had with my parents last night. My mom was like, when you were born, I looked at your dad and was like, I'm ready for another one. My mom's like, you don't know the love that you have for your kid until they're laying in your arms. Oh, for sure. And I was like crying because I was just talking about me. I was like, you love me that much? Because I I, I question my parents all the time. I'm like, mom, how much do you love me? And she was like, Mel, when you were born, she's like, I looked at you and I looked at your dad and I told him I wanted another one. I was like, oh, (laughs) that's so cute. Seriously, dude. Oh, my God. She's like, like, had I known it was going to be that easy to, like, push you out. Like, my mom had a natural childbirth with me and my brother. She's like, I would have had five more if I could that Mm. day. (laughs) My mom's a champ. She is. She is. She really is. (laughs) But she don't like no kids. Yeah, right. (laughs) Seriously. I don't even want no kids. Let's talk about that real quick. Bet I'm in one moment. Hold on. Seriously. Let's talk about, let's talk about 14, 15 year old Liz. I was, I was like ready to put me on birth control, tie my tubes. I don't give a damn. Really? I don't want no goddamn kids. <laughs> Ever. I said this to my mom. I was like, I'm never having yeah. any kids. Because I was the oldest of four. Yeah. So I had to mama my kids. Mm-hmm. My kids. My brothers siblings, and sisters. Yeah. They almost felt like my kids. You know? Because my mom worked a lot too. And so did my dad. So when I came home from school and went to my grandma's, guess who's learning how to make huevos con salchicha and maruchan and... <laughs> maruchan. Bruh. I, get the, I kept them fed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. seriously, so I ha- I grew this sense of like, I don't want kids of my own if this is what it has to look like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so here I am, four kids later. <laughs> but I love them. Yeah. I love all of them. They drive yeah. me crazy, but I love all of them. And that's, that's the hard truth about being a parent, regardless. I, am, of, I think I'm so scared of that, of having a kid and loving them that much that, like you said, like, I would literally give my life for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a mom and I'm already here, like, tearing up because I know I would love my kid more than anything in life. Like, Seriously. I would literally give up anything. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, for sure. Anything. It doesn't matter. When my kids question anytime Audrey's like, do you love me more than Ezra? I'm like, I love y'all the same. Yeah. It's like, I love the boys the same. Mm -hmm. Like, I may have not given birth to those boys, but I have, like, loved them just as my own. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, vice versa. Yeah. You know? Of course, I have a different bond with each of them. That's the thing that I can't stray away. Yeah. I can't say that the same bond I have with Ezra, I have with Jaden. Yeah. Or with you know alexander the same thing with audrey it's very different but i don't love them any less yeah you know what i mean so it's the love is there but it's in a different way i guess Mm -hmm. you could say Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. like you said your mom gets more worried about you than she does about tony yeah (laughs) she's like i love them the same but i worry about you more because you're by yourself but yeah and even my uh my family member last night said She's like, Mel, you're going to make a, a great mom because I just see you how you are with your dogs. And like, if you're like that with dogs, like, I know you're going to be a good mom. You're like that with anybody. Like, <laughs> you're a good mom to any. Like, you're like in our group, when we get together, like Mel's the mom out of all of us. Like, you're that caring I person. Try not to be. Like, I just don't want to be a mom sometimes. But uh-huh. <laughs> Right? <laughs> you're like, Liz, you wear some thotty ass dress. Like, you're, you're going to catch a cold. I just, I feel like that's, if I would wear thotty clothes, because I I don't. (laughs) Uh, Like, uh, if I did, that's what Mel would say to me. Like, you know, I haven't worn thotty clothes since, like, I was 21. (laughs) It's just the rule. You're going to go out like that? Right, exactly. You're a mom, Liz. That was so good. There was one that said, I wish I knew that no matter what, to not forget myself in the process of being Mm -hmm. a mother. That I can still be a great mother and be myself. It sounds weird, but I feel like I lost myself. Like, all I saw myself was as a mother. Forgot about my dreams. Forgot how to take care of myself. Forgot to do things that made me happy. I want to cry. Because it's true. (laughs) It's so true. You lose yourself and your child. And I don't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because you're doing what your instinct is to be a mom. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. But you are also a woman. You're a woman. Yep. You know, so it's, it's hard to... I guess, detach yourself from being that mom. It's your, it, it feels like almost your whole entity. Yeah. So, and that's what I come back to why we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. It really does. I, I know I feel like we repeat this so often, but I had to find myself again. Yeah. I had to find what passions do does Liz have? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want for yourself? And what do you want to, the world to know about you? And what, should they remember you by or like what do you want to bring to yeah. the world that shows your passion like mm-hmm. you want to leave your mark one way or another why not let it be your voice and what you've been through as a woman as a mother as a wife you know just yeah. in general like to hopefully like know that you're not alone yeah in this in just in general like yeah. you're not alone yeah you're able to be whoever you want to be and being a mom is just part of it it's mm-hmm. not all of who you are. Yeah. And I think that's important that people realize yeah. that, yes, your life is going to be in, like, it's going to consume you mm-hmm. as being a mom because you are raising a human. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to consume you for the most part of your life. Mm-hmm. But you're also an individual mm-hmm. who deserves to just have their own thing. Yeah. Like, your dreams do matter. Because your, your- kids are only kids for so mm-hmm. long. 
and then they're their own selves yep. and then you're left with what are you what do you want to be left with yeah but it's also an opportunity to show them mm-hmm. that they are able to chase their dreams and do their passions and do whatever they want because mm-hmm. mom gets to do it too yeah you know i've seen women who have grown kids graduate exactly college so it's and like you can't for put their- yourself you know, those children are going to come first for a long time. Yeah. But you're also in that, you know, first too. You have to yeah. put yourself first before you can take care of anybody else. Oh, for sure. So. Because you're just giving, giving, giving. Like, you're going to end up on mm-hmm. MTE. Yep. And then what? What do you have to see for it? Mm-hmm. That's really important, for sure. Yeah. There is another one that said, I wish I would have known that having a baby as a teen mom did not automatically make me as a bad person, a failure, or confine me. Preach. Mm. That's me right there. I think just society has made that a thing of making teenagers look like failures for having children. You know? I mean, think about it. They're 16 and pregnant. It's a show. (laughs) They've made fucking franchises out of that whole thing. Because they want to, what is it? I don't know what the word is, but because it's a thing. Mm -hmm. But they, I mean, I love that show. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, are they glamorizing it? Or are you really showing the struggles of teenage pregnancy? Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, But it also gave us, like, a glimpse into how tough it is yeah how tough it is yeah so i mean yeah it's hard i just, I, I, I think can't any any mother in general any parent at any point in time you're never ready mm-hmm. you can have your kid as young as 18 you can have your kid as old as 40 mm-hmm. we're all gonna hit a point in our lives where we're like what the fuck are we doing yep so it really doesn't matter at what age you have your kids you're gonna always have that mom guilt where you feel like you're failing where you feel like this is all i can do like mm-hmm. there's just no matter what age you're so at. Y- you know like having being a teenage mom is frowned upon i guess you could say mm-hmm. by society right well so is having a baby at 50 years old mm-hmm. you know there's like celebrities because they probably have the money to but yeah to get pregnant at 50 years old and mm-hmm. society is still gonna tell them you're too old to have a baby Society is society. So it's like... <laughs> There's always going to be uh, ands, ifs, or buts into whatever exactly. you do. Exactly. So it's like, just do what you want to do. Yeah. Whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. And fuck what everybody else says. No fucks here. <laughs> no, none here either. There's another one that says, I wish I would have known that I could follow my passion with a child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like I said earlier, I left school for the purposes that I was told that otherwise. Yeah. I really wish I didn't let the fear paralyze me of failing as a parent mm-hmm. because I wanted to follow my dreams and whatever. Continue and if anything, school. It should give for you whatever. that purpose of chasing Yeah, let your that dreams. be your fuel. Yeah. Let your kid be mm-hmm. that fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly. Um I wish I would have known I did not have to stay with my son's dad just because I was pregnant. Mm. You had to do shit, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. No. The same thing. Let's put it this way. A man will not be kept. Yeah. If he does not want to be kept. Let's Mm -hmm. put it out there. Don't matter what it is. Um, Let's take, for example, Khloe Kardashian. Girl. That that whole scandal. That was a fucking mess. That was a mess. That man did not want to get kept. 
So yeah, but you don't have to stay with anybody Mm-mm. just because you have a child. I think that just, especially uh, Latinas, like moms and dads, mm-hmm. tell us you have to marry him, you have to be with him if you have a child, <laughs> and it's like I don't have to do shit, bruh. I that's why I feel like I'm the black sheep of the family. Because my mom loved Audrey's dad. Mm. And she, you know, she was telling me, like, you should do that. Yeah. You should do try it again. Try it because of Audrey. The reason I'm leaving is because of Audrey. Yep. She wouldn't Amen. want me to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Why I'm would like, I show her this relationship when I'm not happy? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have known that there were methods to parenting than what my mom taught me. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> I think we all are going to have different methods of parenting from our mothers. If anything... There's a little bit that still sticks. No, no, no. We're going to have different, like, we're going to still have those things that Mm -hmm. our mom taught us. Yeah. But we're going to change them a little bit. We're going to tweak it. Yeah, we're tweaking them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, you guys, I don't throw the chunk on my kids. Did I get it? I I I throw the spoon. I throw the ch- I, I got the chunkless, the whip, the bell. I got mm-hmm. the wire. I got the todo. Yeah. My mom, it was at reach. It get thrown at me. Yeah. You know, I don't do that to my kids. Do I threaten them? Maybe. <laughs> Give them that look. My mom gives me a look. That look. If she gives, if her eyes are so wide, <laughs> they'll look like a owl's eyes. I get that look from her still, and I'm just like, all right, I'm fucking with you. I ain't fucking with you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right oh no for sure there there's methods there's we're not our parents mm-hmm. let's just put mm-hmm. that out there we're not our parents we've we are growing in a different life a different outlook and things i mean and yeah. i think it's important to say too when you're disciplining your child or treating them a certain way mm-hmm. that you don't say well because my mom did it worse to me so mm-hmm. you're lucky that i'm not doing this to you i think that's very important <laughs> not to say to your kid uh-huh. Because my parents would say that to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, what, if I did that around my mom, my mom would have done this. So I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand that whole thing of why you mm-hmm. say it. It's I don't threatening. Get it. It, I don't get it. Let's say Mexican parents parent with fear. They do. It's easier to parent with fear than have to have uncomfortable talks. Yep. Just putting that out there. Because that, that's what I felt like. We couldn't have actual conversations because it was uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't want to know them. Or, you know, like, for example, the sex talk. Mm-hmm. Show a raise of hands who didn't get the sex talk. That's right over here. The sex talk include don't have sex because yeah. that's all I had. Th- right. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It's just for, it's easier to parent with fear. Mm-hmm. A lot easier. Mm-hmm. But what do we get out of it? Not a goddamn thing. Still did what I had to do. Still curious. Yeah. <laughs> Still going to do it. Look at me now. <laughs> uh, there's another one that said, I wish I would have known I didn't have to know it all immediately. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That goes we, hand in hand with yeah. everything. You put pressure on yourself to know everything you need to know about being Why do you think I read so many freaking books? Did yeah. they help? Not a goddamn thing. I think because parenthood is such a scary thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going into this new chapter in your life. So those 
book publishers and not, I've never read one, but I imagine that they make a shit ton of money because <laughs> people fucking buy them and they read them because they're terrified of birth or like having a mm-hmm. kid. Yep. So they're like, okay, well, I'm going to buy, I'm going to write this book and then people are going to buy it because everybody wants to know what it's like to have a kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it was my- so easy as reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Right? The books make it seem like it's just a walk in the fucking park. Mm -hmm. Fucking Jurassic Park, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that? (laughs) That is so funny. Have you seen that No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's like one that says motherhood is like a walk in the park, but in Jurassic Park. Oh, that's funny. So true. (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, guys, I think that's that's all. I think we had a little bit more. Let me see. There was one. Oh, my God. So this one says postnatal depression, postpartum depression and anxiety and how those can trigger other disorders like trichotillomania. Is that trick? Tri- yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So that's that's when it causes you to pull, pull your, your hair. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it also causes preeclampsia. Wow. And then... Uh, Pregnancy can differ. Some are smooth and some are rocky. After birth recovery, especially after a C-section and having incisions reopen, when to seek help and how to go about it when you know something's wrong with your baby. That's scary. I don't think there's anything that can prepare you enough for that. Mm -mm. There really isn't. And it's a scary thought, but... Here, I'm going to show you the word because I feel like I butchered that one. Y'all don't come for me. (laughs) Uh, Girl, I'm not even going to try to say this because I think it's just trick. That's right. Say that. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's basically what you do is you you pull you on pull your, your hair. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no one talks. That's the ugly side of parenting. Yeah. The mm-hmm. ugly side of causing certain disorders. Causing. Yeah. Because postpartum depression causes postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I know I talked about that too in our mental health episode. Is after all that is like, am I doing enough? Am I failing? It's a constant thing that just sets in and yeah. it's there's no way of controlling it it's just anxiety is always going to be there yeah and not saying that parenting worses worsens it but there are ways to cope with it too yeah. i think talking about your I, feelings i always think of like motherhood or going into motherhood as somebody who doesn't have children i see it because it is is like a life-changing event your life is changing you're mm-hmm. gonna be a mom now you are no longer just you before children mm-hmm and that is scary to me. Yeah. And I think there's not enough preparation for women to know that whoever you were before, mm-hmm. you're never going to be that person again. Oh, N- your body is never going to be. Bo- it's not just your body. It's your mental attitude. Like mm-hmm. your life is going to be consumed with taking care of this baby. And yes, mm-hmm. you are going to have times where you're going to have time for yourself. Mm-hmm. But as far as being Melanie here by myself, no, no other responsibility i'm never mm-hmm. gonna have this again yeah that's i'm never true. gonna be this person again mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of um i guess triggering to people who don't have kids that like that's that's a scary moment that is you know like i'm never gonna be in this position ever again my life is gonna change yeah and i can see how that can cause somebody anxiety oh, or for sure postpartum anxiety and depression because now mm-hmm. i'm no longer that person that i was before yeah. 10 months ago yeah you you've completely have to render yourself selfless mm-hmm. in the aspect of if anytime i have an opportunity for myself you know yeah yeah like let me let me do something for my yeah. kids let me do something with my kids and you're like at this point you never like really realize 
that you need help until you're at that yeah. point of like how you how you say it, like okay like this is just I can't take it yeah you know and ha- having certain resources are so important mm-hmm. I don't know why we fret from looking up help yeah you know or, I think or a lot of people may think that this is how you're supposed to feel you know maybe that's something that they think about like I had this baby and I'm supposed to feel like this when mm-hmm. you're really not supposed to mm-hmm. you know you feel scared that you're gonna tell somebody that yeah. I don't feel like this towards my kid I don't feel a bond with my kid yeah like and saying that is so yeah because that's not, not normal yeah 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 it's hard and just in general yeah. but it's a self it like you said it's a selfless thing to do mm-hmm. to bring a child into this world it really oh, is. Sure. I mean, and I don't consider myself selfish because I think it's a beautiful thing, but it really is scary. It is. About. Yeah. It really is. Because um, I've heard people say like, oh, you're selfish. And it's like, I'm not selfish. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And one thing I do want to touch on before, you know, we close off is that if you choose as a woman to not have kids, mm-hmm. that is perfectly fine. Yeah. You do not have to fall under these certain stressors or pressure whatever it may be that just because you're a woman you have to bear a child yeah hell no do you girl if anything Mm -hmm. i applaud you yeah for For making that decision for making that decision for yourself for whatever it may be it doesn't even have to be because i don't want kids you don't even have to have a fucking answer yeah you don't say that if you don't want to have kids you don't want to have kids and this goes for men too because there's men that don't want kids Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. And this is something from experience because I've been with someone who did not want kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't pressure them to have kids if they've decided they don't want any. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's all true. you can do. And that's why we didn't work out because I want kids yeah. and he didn't. So, yeah. Just food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Just all in general, all in all. Like, just, I don't know. For me, uh, as, as a woman and I see other moms, it's just if I can extend uh, like a virtual, like, mm-hmm hand and just be that I guess that sounding board yeah for anybody that's amazing like that's what we're here for because I've had women message me when I talked about postpartum that hey you're the first one I talked to about it yeah Mm -hmm. and I'm like really it's a sad thing that they feel like they're alone and yeah. motherhood is not a like I see it's not a like, lonely thing. It's not a lonely thing. There's so many people out there that are mothers that you mm-hmm. can talk to. Oh, like sure. I'm lucky I have friends that are moms, so I can be like, "Is this normal?" You yeah. know. Oh, but sure. you should not feel like you're alone. Yeah, you shouldn't. And if mm-hmm. there's any mother out there, or a woman that's a mother that makes you feel like that, there's somebody else that can answer you. Yeah, that can help you. And that, that's one thing I wanted to say about mm-hmm. social media, y'all. Just really quickly is if you're following this mom on IG that her pictures are just Instagram mm-hmm. award, I don't know, like just perfect to the T. I bet you that mother struggles just as much as the yep. next one. Does she post them? Probably not. Do we want to post our failures anytime? No. Who mm-hmm. wants to be judged by that? And if you're following them and you feel diminished or just shitty because you're following them, hit that unfollow yep. button don't and follow I people promise, that make you feel like that yeah mm-hmm. and that's I, and I think that also should be a purpose of social media is that you're not following them just to admire them to be like oh wow like woo, wow. and follow them to be inspired yeah to be motivated to mm-hmm. give you that sense of like if she can do it i can do yeah. it 
Like that's where this woman, uh, you know, empowerment should come from, from a sense of empowering each other, inspiring each other, you know, not make you feel belittled and less of just because you, what you see on Instagram. Yeah. I promise you 90% of the time, that's not what it is all Mm -hmm. day. I love, I admire women who show like the ugly parts of motherhood Mm -hmm. or parenthood. It's like your two-year-old throwing a tantrum. (laughs) Mine all the time. (laughs) It's like, show me that. Show me that he throws a tantrum and that he's not Mm -hmm. this perfect angel that you show every other day. Mm -hmm. Like, show me that you do have bad days or that that baby has bad days too. Yeah, I admire you that much more. Mm -hmm. So much more. Keep it real. Keep a 100 around here. We really do. (laughs) We really try to, at least. I bullshit all the goddamn time. I don't even know how we get done with all this. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, guys, I think that's all we have for you today. And we hope this was helpful for you. And oh we my hope God, we, yes. Yeah. I hope this really finds you and touches you in one way or another that you're like, dang, I'm not alone. Yeah. Because I know when I read these, every single one hit me to the T. Yeah. Like, yeah. whoa, yeah. So you're not alone. We, so we can take off out of this that it's scary. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for help if you need it. Yeah. What else? And you're a badass. Hell yeah. Mother. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm glad I have all y'all so I can ask questions too when I have kids <laughs> yeah, in like for the sure. next 10 years. Oh, yes. <laughs> My kids will babysit your kids, girl. Hello. But, well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Help us get more exposure. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and click on the fifth star. And subscribe to get notifications on all our newest episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Day Mujeres and now on Twitter at Modern Day Mujer. The link is in our bio. Check it out. <laughs>